There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Hello and welcome to the Boy Breakdown podcast with Johnny Taylor and Tom. And this week we have another guest edition and he's a man you definitely don't need introduction to, but I have to do it. He's played 418 games in the English football Premier. It's gone 35 times. He's played for the Borough, Doncaster, Wolves, Darlow, Bolton and Oldham. He's got a burger named after him at the Mill in Stokesley. It's the most electrifying man in red car. It's the red car rock, Mr. David Waiter. David, how are you doing? I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yes, it, you're gonna walk. You're gonna walk around now, saying you're the most electrifying man in red right, aren't you? In the people's eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> the people's. <laughs> well, let's let's chat about the Bora first uh, day before we move into your career. Have you watched much of them this season? What are you thinking about them? Yeah, I've been to um, obviously I'm not been playing this season, so it's first year, honestly, in about nearly eight to ten years that I've been to a good few games. I think I've been to about four or five this season, which is. Nice to go with my mates and I'm going to take my, my little lad to, to a game he wants to go. But it's nice to see like the same, a lot of the same staff members are there as well, like in the uh, in the West Stand that I, I used to see all the time. So it's nice. It's, it's a great club, in it? But it's, yeah, it's just good to get back to see some of the games in the stadium. Absolutely. As a fan. Are you confident in uh, Chris Wilder taking Middlesbrough up or is it too early to tell? Um, I, I was confident in Warnock, to be honest, because that's what yeah. he, he does, doesn't it? And, I didn't think he, the football was that bad. I know the fans weren't happy with it, with a lot of it. But um, yeah, Wilder, he's a great manager, isn't he? He's done it at Sheffield, took him from... I mean, he was playing us in League One when I was at Bolton that season. From there, he went to the Premier League and finished about eighth or ninth, didn't he? So, hmm. great manager to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll see come the end of the season. Um, but let's chat about you then. And I want to start right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so how how did you get into football initially and, and start making your way through? Uh, from the start, I was just playing with my mate in the in the garden on Broadway in, in Dormanstown, and then went to the leisure centre in Redcar. Just I was just playing there, but I was like like torturing them all up for like they couldn't get up. <laughs> I think my mum or my dad forced me to go um, 
play for Teesside Athletic that was on Sacred Heart School Field at that, at that time. So the I didn't want to. I was just happy at the legislature, but she she dragged me over, and I was I was like I think I was probably crying because I didn't want to go play with <laughs> with a big lad. But, uh, I got there with my age group after about twenty minutes. I was in the in the age above, so it was uh, yeah, it was, it was just I love playing football, so it was it was fantastic. So how did you end up in, at Middlesbrough then from Tees Athletic? Did you like move like between a couple of clubs and then get scouted no. by Middlesbrough or? It was there. They were, we used to train on the Sacred Heart School Field. We used to play on St. Dominic's School Field, which was next to it, which was my primary school. And I think it was probably about maybe a month after I'd, I started playing for him, uh, it was either Keith Noble or Ron Bourne that scouted me and just talked to me down and said there was doing, I think it was under seven trials at Middlesbrough. It was yeah. then. It was crikey a long time ago. Went to the trials and, and yeah, got in. So, so from under sevens all the way through. Under sevens till twenty three, I left. Yeah. Oh wow. So like, so with that, did you do like the standard striker, striker to centre back formation change or? I was. I would. Well, I think I started when I first got scouted. I was a winger, a flying winger. <laughs> went to. Um, I think when I went to Martin about nine till eleven or thirteen, I was. Uh, I went to a striker and I was taller than everyone. I was quicker than everyone. I used to score like six or seven every game so I was obviously a striker at Middlesbrough and then uh, we had a game where we were playing like three parts of the game and I, mm. I played the first came off the second but one of the centre halves went uh, went down injured so the manager said do you want to go back on and I didn't really want to go back in, in defence but I said yeah I'll go just football in it you play play anyway and I made the last ditch tackle and it was like I think the best feeling I've ever had and I've stayed there ever since also, would would you ever consider like moving back up to centre forward when you were playing? Were you like ever thinking, oh, I could do a job up front here? I wish I did because I wouldn't have a broken nose like this, would I? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get elbowed for strikers and all that. But uh, to be fair, Danny, Danny Graham did score in his debut and did break his nose. So like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you could yeah. have done the same thing. I know he's he's got a big bugle on him as well, hasn't he? But, uh, <laughs> good mate, man, Dan Sarkin. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to say it. Got big nose on him. Uh, but yeah, strikers get all the money as well, don't they? Centre yeah. half. Mm. You concede the goal, it's your fault and all this. You miss 10 chances, score one goal, you're the hero if you're a striker, isn't it? So, mm. bad career choice for me, I think. Yeah. Uh, to, be, to be fair, like, why do you think that happens, though? Like, when, when, you, when you tend to see like, strikers move to centre half at academy level? Because there's a lot of position changes, isn't there, at the time? Like, well, throughout the people's development. Why do you think they do that? You know, maybe, uh, maybe like people caught up to my height and well not many people did did they but yeah. uh new pace and all that so you just you just go backwards don't you but uh, yeah. i don't know it's, it's good playing center half see people ask me what's better a clean sheet or scoring a goal there's nothing better than scoring a goal but keep keeping the clean sheet is is terrific as well when you're center half no absolutely so let's talk about the academy then for when you're at borough because you're at you joined borough at a time where Probably the most exciting time in Boris history, really, wasn't it? Like, you know, with like the league, league and FA Cup finals, Carnival Cup victory, the FA Youth Cup. Yeah. Um, so, like, how was it for you coming through? What was the atmosphere like? At, a, at the start, there was no Rockcliffe, wasn't there? There was no academy. Yeah. We were training in, um, I, I can't remember, but it was in Eston somewhere, just a school. I think it was in Eston, maybe Ormsby or somewhere. And Brian Robson came down and looked at us. We were all in Man United shirts, Leeds shirts, and probably a couple of Boris shirts. I think, I think they just said they can't be having that. And so then the, the training ground got built and the, the academy got started. Mm-hmm. So 
I was there right from the beginning of the, the academy, which was, I think it was needed. But yeah, then you, then you obviously see the, the players that have come through there. So like when you were there at the time, was, was there any players that like kind of took you under the under the wing and just try to guide you through the, the academy? Um, I mean, Stewie was good. Stewie was always obviously a bit older than me, but we all looked up to him. And um, I think one of the first times I really talked to him, I needed a lift home. And he, he lived in Nunthorpe. I was in Redcar. So I didn't dare ask him because it was a bit obviously a bit further for him from from Rockcliffe. But he, he took me. I can't. It might be. Might have had a Bentley at this point or a Range Rover or something. It was just. I mean, it was fantastic to be in that in that sort of car with a player we looked up to. Yeah, was it like a head down moment, like you know, like like twiddling your th- fingers, going off, oh, please, Jerry, can you just give a lift on? Oh, I, I was. Yeah, I, I needed a lift. I was going to be fucking down for the day. <laughs> I couldn't even afford the train home. I think we got a fiver for the train home. From all the way from Downton to to Red Corner, <laughs> we didn't have it. So yeah, it was good to good to get a lift off of, off of one of my heroes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, when we when we speak to our guests, um, we they've all like they've all, they've always said about the complete the game syndrome. So like the here's the pro deal, here's my debut, and you kind of feel like you've made it. And it's took them a while and a kick up the ass to get like to get themselves back going again. Did you ever like find the same thing with you? Nah. That, I wish I'd probably looked after myself a bit better in football, like going in the gym and all that stuff. But honestly, any game of football, I just just loved it. And but once you first get in the reserve team, oh, you, you used to feel like this. You felt like you made it when you got in the reserve team because obviously when I was there, there was there's like Southgate, Jürgen, all them that were in the first team, and I I felt like I was just underneath them, like international players. So and just training around them, you felt you, you did feel like you made it, but I just, I mean, every game I just took like it was going to be my last, really. Absolutely. So on the pre-season two, then no seven or eight, you go on there. How was it? And did they make you do a, an initiation or anything like that? Yeah, I never did one at Middlesbrough. Uh, really? But um, I did make myself look silly because I was. It was when I used to shave my hair. So I've tried to put it on like a two guard, and I've just went zoop straight over my head. But <laughs> I pushed it too far. You can see see pictures. I've just got a complete baldy. I've walked down in Southgate, it's just like looking at me like, what have you done there? But, <laughs> but luckily for me, all of, I think there was five centre-halves that got injured that, that trip, or yeah. just before the trip, but they were there. And I mean, I had to play and just, I've played ever since from then, didn't I? Uh, I played with maybe Riggett, the first the first game, Blackburn, that, that year. Like that was my first year properly playing uh, constantly. But yeah, that, that uh, pre-season trip was, was very good, yeah. Actually, yeah, leads perfectly onto the next question. Um, so, as a young player coming through, retaining your place after the players were out uh, with injuries and coming back, like say Woodgate, for example, mm-hmm. must have felt like a massive statement of intent that you you retained your uh, place in that team. Well, did you even like Andrew Davies was came back fit? I think he might have played right back that game, but he could have played centre half easy with uh, Rigert because he obviously he played there all his all his career as well. But then when Woodgate came back fit. He kept me in with Riggett, which yeah, like you say, was unbelievable. I mean, I didn't, I never thought. I mean, I, I was playing well, to be honest, and the fans seemed to text me as well. So maybe it would have caused <laughs> caused a bit of carnage if he if he dropped me, which uh, I would have liked if he if he did drop <laughs> me. But uh, but he didn't, thankfully. And yeah, just kept playing from then. I mean, you, you had quite a few centre back uh, partners around that time. Uh, obviously, Riggett, uh, Woodgate, and also Hoof, Pogatet. Uh How different were they? Um, like 
in comparison to each other and kind of who helped you the most? Yeah, well, everyone says like how good Woodgate was when I was there with him, but I just didn't play with him enough to like feel how good he was next year. I mean, obviously, I've seen it through the obviously watching the Premier League all all through the years, but I'd, I'd have loved to have played with him a bit longer because I might maybe maybe played only played with him about eight times or something like that because he he left in that January, and uh, I didn't really play the season before when he was there. But Huth, I think probably me and Huth gone the best. Foggy um, <clears throat> was all right, wasn't he? he was just Crackers, um, Dava. I thought I thought Andrew Rigger. I like I like playing with Rigger. Actually, I thought he was good. I thought he was very underrated. Rigger. Mm. A lot of people have said that actually about Chris Rigger. We one of the most underrated boys that house. It was just mad how he just suddenly stopped playing, didn't he? It was. It was under, mm. I don't know. Maybe like 30, 31 or something like that. But he just just I don't know. Where do you go? <laughs> what happened to Chris Riggett? Like, like it's like a proper mystery, isn't it? Hey, could be like a Netflix series, though, couldn't it? Whereas Chris Riggett, yeah, but he, yeah, he was he was top down. I mean, that, that game today was on um, Sky Sports. The when we beat City eight one, I think it was Riggett's pass to Tunchai when uh, Richard Dunn got sent off. Which, I mean, it was a terrific ball, but I mean, what a game that was as well. But yeah, Riggett was he was top class. Him. Interesting note on him. We did try and track him down to get him on the pod before, and I think last time, last time he was seen, he was coaching in Las Vegas, just living oh, the life. Right. <laughs> that's not bad. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind being there. I bet they've got good Wi-Fi in Vegas, haven't they? <laughs> You'd like to hope so. Oh no, yeah. Quite skeleton though, David. I have been to Vegas, but I don't think I used the Wi-Fi at any point. I don't think I went to sleep actually. <laughs> Some place Vegas, thank you. Too busy on the tables. I was on the spot. I don't, I don't have a. I'm not into gambling, but you're there, aren't you? You have to do it, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I don't even. I didn't. I was. I was kept cashing out, but I don't know if I was up or down or anything. I was putting more. Just, just twenty grand in the old thing, and ah, just put another game there. Um, when you when you were establishing yourself in the team, Premier League was full of great attacking talent. Uh, it was some of the toughest opponents you came up against in that time. People ask me this all the time, like they want me to say like Torres and all that, but I I love playing against them. I didn't find them, to, obviously they were tough, weren't they? But I didn't think like that. I just wanted to play against them, like Drogba, Torres, all them. I loved it. Like, even if we got beat, I, I think, oh, I played against these players, brilliant in it. And But Defoe was hard. He, he was a tough one. Him, him and Robbie Keane, because we were so small, and you could kick them a bit as well, and they were so sharp. Like when you kick them, they, they won't go hiding or anything. They 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 come back for a bit. But uh, yeah, it's like Torres scored a hat trick, didn't he? In uh, Anfield, I mean, I don't know what Schwartz was doing on that last goal. He blamed me for somehow, but he went <laughs> out about forty yards, didn't he? But yeah, they were. Like, I don't. I can't remember playing against Suarez. I think no, I wasn't at Middlesbrough then. That was that. I was at Bolton then. But just all them players were fantastic to play against. Any kind of fun stories from having to mark any of them or? I think you mentioned on Under the Cosh uh, trying to um, mark Thierry Henry. Oh, it was just mad, him. Yeah, forgot about him, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> that was my debut. I think they were uh, 5 0 down, uh, and McLaren told me to get, get ready because you're going on. I think I'm flipping heck. <laughs> well, yeah, we went on, and uh, he'd like stand behind you offside, and Fabregas would get the ball. He'd just go whoop, straight in front of you, and he'd be off again. Fabregas would know as well. You did that noise, you know. You went whoop. Probably guys had launched it over, and you're like, "What? What? What is going on here?" But uh, he was a top player. And I mean, I asked for his shirt, and he said, "Oh, Jimmy's. Jimmy's already asked for it." I 
was thinking, Flint, it's my debut, and Jimmy's asked for his shirt. I ended up with Philip Senderos. <laughs> Bit of a downgrade. Yeah, <laughs> was on it, but I mean, I thought Hero, Philip Senderos. Debut. We we lost seven 0 so I had half an hour. So obviously, two two goals in half an hour is better than what they were producing. Oh, yeah, yeah months, absolutely. So. You improve things. <laughs> we always got hammered by Arsenal, though, didn't we? At that time, that was a high. We won it. Uh, yeah, Perez was Lundberg was playing. Uh, I think Vieira might have just gone, but um, yeah, Fabregas, some some team. I think yeah, Ashley Cole yeah. might have still been there as well. So it was just, I think it was just after the couple of seasons after Invincible. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, Christ, what a team! I think it might have been the season after where you got your first Borough goal, three-one uh, win over Fulham at the Riverside. Yeah, uh, I think it was the end of season goal. game. I give away the goal before, didn't I? The Fulham and I try to edit back. I think, oh no, come on. And then uh, Rockenbach's just in the corners, terrific. You see, he's whipped on my head. I had that much pace. That's what they say put pace on the cross. I, I didn't even like, I just directed my head. I didn't even put any pace on it. And yeah, it flew in the top corner. But yeah, that was that was some feeling that. I've got a picture of that in my mum's house, celebrate with Stewie and uh, I think Don Gootley. I think he was, uh, I think he was celebrating maybe. Absolute cult yeah. hero, Lee Dongu. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did he, did he, did he ever go out in red curl, Lee Dongu? Well, or was just uh, just Tunjai? No, it was just Tunjai and Stewie. That Christ, Tunjai, I loved it. He was he was come back to my house with about four Turkish geezers, neck a Jack, neck, neck a bottle of Jack Daniels each, and then off the pop. What he was saying, he was a proper smoker. He'd, he'd go in the hotel rooms and put the plastic bag on the. Uh, Smoke alarm, and he'd just be. You go in his room, and he'd, he'd honestly smell like a chimney. What What was it like? Because um, I think there's a, a video that went viral around that time about his first training session where he, he'd just done some absolutely obscene skill. Oh, what was it like yeah. seeing him come in? That was in Austria. That was that same um, on my uh, the, the first um, what's it called preseason trip. I think it was I think it was against Seb Hines where he's done. Seb's done all right. He's like nearly got the ball, and he's he's just. Ricocheted off the legs, then, but then he's done the uh, what's it called? The Rabona, is it? Is it one of them? Uh, yeah, I think so yeah, about, from about 20 yards and <laughs> straight in, yeah. Um, so early in the 07 08 season, you played in two derby games against Newcastle and Sunderland. Uh, what was the experience like playing in them games? Because I remember the Newcastle one in particular was a bit of a hostile atmosphere, yeah. particularly towards me, do I think? No, it was it too all that one, or was yeah, it both too all. Yeah. Um, yeah, both yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I remember Botang telling me, I can't remember if it was my first the, the Blackburn game or the Sunderland game, because they were quite close. Or it might, yeah, it might be the Newcastle. It wasn't one of them games. We said let let them know that you're there. And I've never I've never heard that before. And I smashed I smashed Chopra. <laughs> and, uh, Good. Yeah. So must be, was he at Sunderland then? He was one of Chopra. I think he just went there. Well, I could have got sent off and uh, but Botang had a go at me after, and I said, "Well, you told me to get into him. He said, yeah, not, don't be stupid and get sent off." I said, oh, "Can't win, can you?" I was nowhere near the ball. <laughs> I mean, later in that season, uh, kind of an infamous game for fans against Cardiff, uh, FA Cup quarter final. Yeah. Uh, what can you remember from that game, and, and why do you think it went wrong that day? I think we just took it for granted. We didn't do like every game that season. We did work on the team and that. And we knew the team the day before. We didn't that day. We just turned up, and uh, I didn't even get changed because I, I, I didn't dare in case I wasn't in, in the lineup. And Southgate said, "What are you doing?" I said, oh, "I don't know the team yet." He said, "Oh, you're in it. Just get ready." 
But yeah, I think we took it for granted that game. And I mean, if we won that, I think the semi final was at Wembley, wasn't it? So yeah, disastrous day that one. I mean, Hasselbank scored, didn't he? I think. Oh, he was there. Uh, he, he was playing. I think he got subbed off towards the end. Yeah. Oh, horrific day that one. I mean, on, on a lighter note from there, though, later on that season was the 8-1 game against City where you played. Uh, what would you feel like being a part of that day? Because as a fan being in the stands, that felt surreal by the end of it. Yeah, I know. It was, I, I, honestly, after that, I thought, uh, I was going to score about 30, 40 goals the next season and that, that went to shit, didn't it? <laughs> but, um, no, I think I went to, got called up for England straight after that as well. I'm at, I don't know if I knew before that. But yeah, it was just, everything was going in, wasn't it? I mean, Rockenbach's free kick, I was right behind that free kick. I don't know, I never really do that. I just thought, oh, this is going in this, and it just pff, arrowed into the top corner, didn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, with top bins. Like, how, how, did you, how would you celebrate from it? Because, I mean, it's a bit of a surreal moment where didn't score three in a, a game all season, then banging eight in the last final game. I don't know, I don't know. Probably just went out in red car again. <laughs> <laughs> was it a, was it Martha's and Aruba, or did you go straight to Aruba? Oh, no, it was, it was always... Not only my house, everyone just came there. Sometimes, most of the time, well, a lot of the time in fancy dress, for some reason. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a fancy dress party. I just said, if you come in, you have to come in fancy dress. So we all did. Uh, the Martha's, Aruba. But I mean, it was, it was good times, yeah. There wasn't any proper social media around that time, was it? So it was good fun. Was the livery around then? Yeah, it was a bit further down though, wasn't it? So it was mm. Blue Lounge was there. That was, Blue Lounge, yeah. It was always good. I think that's the only decent place up the top end now. Uh, I think it's got Aspire now, maybe, the Blue Lounge. I mean, the last time I went to Naruba, Christ, it was it was a sight. I, oh, I, tell me about it. I think I was the best dressed, so that probably tells <laughs> But it was, it was mad. Everyone was just in, like, in tracksuits and that. I was thinking, ah, oh, <laughs> Sunshine used to be, put our best gear on and go out in here. But, uh, Spray the Dolce & Cabana and get himself out. Yeah, one of them big D&D belts. thing. <laughs> Some of the stuff we wore, though, Christ, it was bad gear. Well, what was what was your favourite um, outfit to wear then? Because fa- fancy dresses, you can do anything. Mm. Was I'm assuming to just go wrestling or what? Uh, I remember being a Ghostbuster. <laughs> um, what was another one? I think I went a few times as a Ghostbuster. There's a few clowns. Uh, everyone used it. I've got a pic- I've got a picture, and everyone's just. In- I'm sure I went as John Cena. Yeah, I went as John Cena one time. <laughs> He won't be in any of those pictures then. <laughs> <laughs> but I have got a picture somewhere, but I'll have to find, I'll, I'll let you know if I find it. But they're in, in my back gowns, about 20 of us just in, in fancy dress. Which, yeah, I'm sure I've got the yellow John Cena, um, orange John Cena top at the back with me, with me belt in the air. Was it the one that spins? Was it that one? Yeah, I thought it would be. Uh, last one from me before I end over to Dana. Need to ask this: What's the story behind the uh, David Waiter on Ice video? <laughs> we just in, uh, it was just in college that, <laughs> at the, um, and it was the it was the tutor that was filming it. If you watch the video, he says, uh, "Go on when you're ready" or something like that. That's that's my tutor. Um, I thought no, it was when Jackass was out and all that, wasn't it? Or maybe a bit after that, but it was still on. Or Dirty Sanchez, it was one of them. So I just thought, oh, yeah, right, I'm bored here. I'm going to go get some ice and head butt it. Film this for us. But I think it's when the ice hits the glass, it, ma- it ma- just makes a funny noise, doesn't it? So it's, yeah, it was, that's it. I was just in college bored. But it was at the training ground and I had me 
in my uh, Millsbury gear on. <laughs> just what you do when you're bored, I guess. You just get ice out and smash your face on it. The Queen Dance was there as well, if you've ever seen that. I did oh, a, I, have. I can't find that anywhere now, though, but I did a Queen Dance, and then uh, obviously it was a few years before I got in the first team. When I, when I started playing, I was just in the canteen, I was just reading the news, and there's me, like, doing this dance. I started reading, I was like, what's going on here? It says... It was. I was at a party, and uh, it, it said even one reveller said it was all in good fun. I was thinking, hang on a minute. I was in the room over there, got me area tracksuit on, and we got a little tiny apology the week after from the uh, from the news editor, like a little tiny tiny bit in the paper. Just was that like, in the Gazette? Uh, no, it was in the Sun. Typical, typical Italian. In one of the in one of the proper big ones, yeah. Bloody hell, you oh. made it, uh, but. I know you played outside the Premier League during your loans, uh, but did you find your game adapted when Borough dropped down to the Championship? Um, to be, I enjoy playing in the Premiership. I think after, out of all the leagues, the Premiership is the easiest to play in. I think you just get to have more time on the ball and all that. As soon as you, as soon as you go down, people are just, just work hard and more and stuff like that. It helped me sort of to get a bit tougher, maybe. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I was still, obviously still at Middlesbrough. I, was, I wanted to stay there forever, so I didn't really care what league they went down. But obviously, when I did leave, I, I practically got forced out the door, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Southgate was the manager when uh, when we got relegated, of course. And yeah. he left us when we were fourth in the table, I checked, a point off the top of the table. Um, was that a surprise to you, given where Borough were? In it was. I, I, thought we were, I thought we were second, to be honest, but... Uh, we just, I think we just, we just played Derby on the night. It was the Tuesday night because we were in the keys in Yarm <laughs> straight after the game. <laughs> and he, he rang me, so it's, it's come up. Obviously, I can't remember whether it was a manager or Gareth Southgate on my phone. So I thought, oh my God, I can't answer this one. But I was looking around to see if he was there or anything. And I couldn't see him. So I went outside and just rang him back. So I, was, I was trying to be sorry. All right, Gaffer, did you ring? He said, oh, I've, I've, just to let you know, I've, I've been sacked. I said, <laughs> We, I'm sure we, it was just it was Derby. I'm sure we just beaten them two 0 Yeah, we did. Go what four four seconds. So we were up the top. We're like a point off or some joint top, something like that. So it was it was a bit weird. And uh, yeah, obviously Strachan came in and didn't he went tits up. Yeah, what was Strachan like? Because I remember Andy Halliday retold a story where Mido wanted to buy the club off Steve Gibson just so he could sack Gareth. Yeah, joke with Gordon Strachan. So what well, was he I've like? I've never heard that one, but it sounds something like Mido would say to me. But, um, I mean, it's all right. But I, I hated his interviews. You know, when he's trying to be funny all yeah. the time, like his sarky comments. I just, just thinking, like, get on with you. Just answer the question. But, um, I mean, he was, he was all right with me. He's, but he said that thing in the in the Gazette about the Ferrari, didn't he? After after he left, but when he was there, he never said anything about it, and he was he was like just joking about it. But then when he left, he said, "Oh, I knew that it was going wrong when a player's turn up in a Ferrari and all these people are losing their jobs and that." But flipping it, oh, half of my family had would had worked in the ICI and British Steel, so he's talking mm. he crap really. Yeah, there was a comment, I remember this quite distinctly, actually, after a game where, I, I'm assuming we lost, and the BBC oh, tease, he, he said, um, how are you going to deal with the, with the defeat? And he said, oh, I'm just going to take drugs, drink and smoke. So I, I can completely yeah. agree with that about the sarcastic yeah. comments. 
mom, I tell you, my mom was sat in Asda car park fuming at that, at that comment. She was not having it. I know, um, but people are going to, they'll be doing that, won't they? The drugs and all that for, to get them through things. And he's, he's saying that when he's probably yeah. a million dollar, million dollar, million pound contract and that. So it just, just didn't, yeah, it didn't sit right with me, some of his comments. He took the captain's armband off you, didn't he? He gave it to Gary O'Neill. Yeah. You didn't want the captain's armband, did you, when Southgate gave no, you it? No, I thought I was a bit too young, to be honest, and I was just I was just enjoying playing. Um, but getting at that age, I felt like I had to like talk more, and I, I ended up talking rubbish, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I was just saying things for like I thought I had to say stuff in the mm. like in the change rooms. I'd say weird stuff. And lads will be looking at me like, what? what are you going on about? But yeah, I was happy when Gaz took it back and I could just go back concentrating on my game. How was Gary O'Neill, by the way? Because there was a, a story that he told where I think he purposely got a yellow card just to take the weekend off or something along those lines. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't have been for a night out because he was a boring get, to be honest. I don't know what he took the yellow card for. Um, <laughs> He was all right. He'd probably tell you he was a he was a mourner and all that, but he was, he was a good lad. I mean, I just found it strange that like they sold James Morrison and for not much money, then bought Gary O'Neill for like five million or whatever. Mm. I mean, Moz is going to get you more goals, isn't he? To be honest, but uh, I think I've seen someone talking about that. The other day. It might have been Stewie, Stewie and Tony. So I'm not I'm not copying them. I just <laughs> yeah, that's that's right that. But yeah, it was, he was a good player. He worked hard in that. When things weren't going wrong, he just looked like he was working hard, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. What went wrong under Strachan then, do you think, in the end? What contributed to obviously not getting the results and then leading up to his, his departure? Too many of the Scottish lads in at one one time. I mean, Flip, mm. what was it, 10, 10 or something at one point? So it just, I think he just messed with the... Uh, What's the word? Like camaraderie or something, something like that. I just mess with the with the with mess with the squad basically. And I mean, they're all good players, all good lads. But I just think there was too many at, at one time. But and they're all some of them were on big contracts as well when we were in the championship, oh, weren't yeah. we? So yeah, yeah. Chris Boyd and Scott McDonald yeah. don't come cheap, do they? I mean, like that with the records they had in Scotland. I know, yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Like the records they had and the goals they got in the championship it just shows you how tough it is. Down here. Yeah. You could do a job in Scotland though, couldn't you? No? I could do it in Scotland. My, my granddad could do it in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, whenever we sign a Scottish player now, there's still that sort of almost PTSD of the Strachan era of just bringing in all of the SPL and Borough fans you know, just don't like it. Go back and think about it. There were, if you keep you remember more names than you thought there was. I can't think now. They're all good lads. I mean, there's Hal there. Uh, Miller, Willow Flood, uh, McManus, Barry, Lords, wasn't it? Halliday. Oh, yeah. You know, I always used to see him in like Kalinkas on a Saturday after we'd just get thumped 3 1. And then I'd, just, I'd, I'd turn around, Nicky Bailey's just stood behind me with like a vodka Red Bull. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Where did you see him? Uh, in Kal- Kalinkas in Middlesbrough. Well, I think it's down. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, like just un- underneath. I think the bridge is like on the right hand side, or Onyx Bar. Do you know, like yeah. near Flares? Yeah, oh, I know where Flares is. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I always just the same one there. It was just really weird. Scott <laughs> yeah. McDonald's just stood guy. next to me. I think he was a good guy. Very angry, like, but he was a he was a good guy. Oh yeah, he used to get around the drinks. He used to get a lot of drinks in though. So fair play to him. I mean, he must have been on some on cash there if he's pay- if he's paying like the. All him who came in will have been on good money. Well, you briefly got to play under Tony Mowbray as your manager. Uh, how was it working under someone who's obviously a legend of the club? Yeah, I enjoyed that. I mean, um, he's from Red Car as well, and he so it was it was just good to. I've never seen him play for Middlesbrough, but obviously hearing the stories and all that, uh, it was it was it was, it was, it was an honour to play to play for. I just didn't play long enough because I think they they wanted to get rid of me, uh, Stewie, and Gazette at that point. And uh, I, I didn't want to leave, but I, I finished training one day and he said, oh, you go, <laughs> you're going to Bolton? I said, oh, right. <laughs> so I, just, I didn't want to, but I mean, I, I went straight on the table, we were about seventh in the Premier League, so I thought, yeah, I probably probably should go, to be honest, but it was it was weird, weird leaving Middlesbrough, but just having that little time with, with him, it was good, and uh, I enjoyed it with him. I thought he was a good manager. Were there ever... Was there ever a time where you could have returned to Borough? Because I think there was a few reports, a few rumours that Borough were keen on bringing you back. Yeah. I don't think I ever, ever got an offer. Um, I don't know, they might have bought my off, but um, I mean, they didn't tell me. <laughs> back, being back, like, shot. But, um, no, nah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it at Bolton, so I was, I was I was happy to stay. But, um, yeah, they never, never told me. Hmm. You kind of answered it there, but... Yeah. I, I, I was going to ask, would you like to have returned to Borough oh, after yeah, your departure? I mean, when I left, I was driving up my street and my dad said to me, oh, it's probably the last time you'll 
like be back here permanently for like 10, 15 years now. This is this you done here. So yeah, it hit me that. But um I would yeah, I would have loved to have come back at, at any point. I mean I come back and I was a kit man if I had to. It's all Bambas, it's all Bambas older than me. Yeah, that's what I mean. You you're yeah. a big soul centre half. I've got a new bat now, so I'll be I'll be ready in January. <laughs> Just phone Steve Gibson up, I'm sure he'll give you one. On Instagram, I got I got hammered for my tight jeans and my cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a trend in there somewhere, David. I tell you. I thought, well, I thought there was a trend, but I don't think there was because yeah, I got hammered for it. <laughs> well, I want to just briefly talk about a game where you were in Bolton Colours, but coming up against Borough, September 2017. No, I didn't help. <laughs> you came up against a certain Adama Triore. That was the watershed performance yeah. uh, of Adama. 3-0 victory for Borough. How was it coming coming up against someone with such pace? I mean, I don't even think I can find a word to describe how fast that Adama was. I think it was the, probably the, I think the last goal that like, was the only time that you come up against me on that side. But I've yeah. just done like normally what you do, like try and show him one way. Mm. He's, he's just kicked it past and like... <laughs> Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but I've uh, speaking speak to the uh, like the Middlesbrough like the sports scientists and all that from like a few years back. Just said they've never seen anything like him in in football. Like his just his speed from the from the like from stopping to start is just unbelievable. But yeah, I think he took the first goal. I think he's got the first on Belongi. He got kicked by about five different players. And he, <laughs> yeah. He's still come out of it. I don't know how he's how he's done that still to this day. But yeah, yeah. Bit of a tough, tough afternoon for Mark Beavers. That was then. I know. I think I think Beavers got done before me as well. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, but uh, I think before that goal, he hadn't assisted a goal or scored mm. for yeah. about twenty games or something like that. And then he's he's done that on that day. So yeah, great game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those games where you're like you're gutted to get beat, but then also in the back of your mind, like, oh well, this boy wanted to. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, but honestly, that time when he went past me, I was, in my head, I was thinking, if I if I do this right and I like not outpacing, but stop him getting past me, I'm gonna look classier. And he just, he just passed it. Back. <laughs> Christ, I ain't catching you, am I? I was watching but, the highlights back from that game, and and you can see you do. It does look like you've got him, and then for that second, he just goes, doesn't he? I did because not you like the player will come to you like just slow down get set you get set your feet right to like show him that way I've done it and before I've even like turned to show him that way he had gone that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> couldn't do anything about it well very briefly you spent the majority of your, your career at Bolton um, and you've obviously seen the ups and the whole demise of the club and obviously you've seen the demise of all of them as well. Like, how was it for you as a player? Like, because, you know, that that uncertainty, you know, Oldham, I think, was a fine example where they were just falling apart. Um, but yeah. how was it for you, like, in, in terms of that, from we've seen demise at both clubs? Yeah, Bolton was tough. I mean, we're in the Premier League uh, and in the Championship, but we still had, like, big wages and that. But the, the owner was, like, a billionaire. So, I mean, no one yeah. was really worried about the, <clears throat> the money, but lads were on massive contracts there from the Premiership. Like I say, he was a billionaire, so it was all right. But then um, one day, when the lads come down for pre-match, you say, have you been paid? And I said, well, yeah, of course I have. I've been paid there. <laughs> I said, have we been paid? She said, no, you haven't. So it's like the manager pulled us in the in the change room, said, oh, something like, uh, what do you say, like the owners. Oh, you know, he might say, you might say, you, you get paid, don't worry about it, or something like that. But then maybe a few weeks later, 
found out the owner just doesn't want to be involved anymore in the in the club. <laughs> and that was that with him really, and he sold it to um, a couple of <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have skinny jeans as well? Oh. <laughs> what? No, he had like baggy flares. Oh no! <laughs> but I mean, I mean, sometimes like the last the last year, we get we didn't get paid from January till like the end of the contract in July. We didn't get paid the whole time. Oh okay. Uh, we went on, we went on strike once. Like we missed one game on a Saturday. And people still like, oh, it's, it's only the Wigan fans hammering me for it now on, on Twitter and that. But it's like, would they work for six, seven months without getting paid? They wouldn't, would they? Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just it was just weird like that. But Oldham, yeah, I, did, I, got, I got warned about going to Oldham, to be honest, off a, off a few lads. But in, in, my, in my mind, I, I, I played Premiership, Championship all the way through my career, so nothing was going to happen to me. I'd be fine. But mm. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, so how come, they, how come they got one? Was it just players just saying, like, don't go there? It's like, well, another Cowboys were running the club. Obviously, it's going to fall. Yeah. So don't go there. You'll have problems with the, with the owners and all that. Uh, I was, it was close to it. I left Bolton and I was I was going to re-sign for, for Bolton, actually, but the um, it was when they were in administration. So I couldn't really sign for them until they got took over. And, and that, I mean, there was no signs. Of it getting took over, to be honest. So I was, I, and the contract was there from Oldham. And it was twenty minutes from where I lived, anyway. So I was, I was happy to sign just to play football again. And um, but yeah, just went. I mean, the pandemic started, didn't it? And it yeah, yeah, went wrong from there. I was going to say, was was there any moves that you kind of regretted? Because obviously there is that, there is that obviously Bolton move, and then there is yeah, Oldham. I, mean, but... I don't, I don't regret leaving Middlesbrough, but I would love to have stayed there. Just because I went, obviously went to Bolton for eight and a half years, but I think what I do regret leaving, not signing for Bolton, because I could have signed that day, but it was a, but it was like literally a month from that day till it got took over, till my contract would have would have started, and like I said, there was no guarantee it would have. But looking back now, and knowing it would have got took over, I would have, I'd probably still be there now, to be honest. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, was there ever a view for you to to go back to Middlesbrough at some point, and maybe like coaching capacity or anything like that? Um. No, there was there was a chance for me to go back to Bolton, but um, yeah. the older owners wouldn't let me go back. Uh, I said I'm not going, <laughs> so I said I said I don't, I'm happy here. So I said I've never asked for a transfer. So if you don't let me go, that's that's fine. But um, I mean, I've spoke, I spoke to um, Neil Bowser, and he said they the, the probably would look after me for coaching and that. But I don't I don't know if that's the route I want to go yet. To be honest. Okay, so. Is is have you got a view of like where you want to go next? Is it is it the uh, is it media work or is it? I like to media, but I'm um, I'm I'm just I'm training with the well, I'm not training just yet after my thing. I'm with I'm doing physio with Dalton manager, oh, so nice. hopefully he said he said he'll be fit January February. So hopefully like, I get a few months with them if if the, if my back's all right when when I'm fit and if they, if they still want me. Yeah, dialogue. Keep yourself fit. Come back to Bora for one last season. One oh, bang for hurrah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bam, you'd be still younger than Bamba, though, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm younger than him. Yeah, see. Uh, that's what I mean. Warnock's mate, innit? And it, mm. all my mates are just a bit too young to be manager at the moment. So I need to hang on for a couple of years, get one of my mates as a manager, and then I'll be sorted somewhere. Yeah, I thought we'll get could have helped you out a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You said, "Oh well, look, I've helped you out in when you were injured. I took your place, that, kept it yeah. warm for you." Yeah, he didn't know, did he? No, didn't. No, <laughs> he's gone. 
<laughs> Let's go straight away. Um, next, mate, is like we got question, quite a lot of questions from Twitter. Um, from like everyone just wanted to, to ask you from wrestling, football, and all sorts. Um, but the first question is from Bobby, and he says, What was it like to be part of the England setup? That oh, was mad. Um, just going there, like I knew I was going to see Beckham and John Terry and all that, but I was looking, I was looking for Beckham, and he just walked out of the canteen and bumped like. Like we bumped into each other. I was like, yeah. he said to me, I'm David. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Got your own wall outside. Yeah, but flipping it. Yeah, just training with him. I would say, like, Gerard played this one pass through about six people for someone to run onto. And I just thought, how, how have you seen that? But it was like, wrap the passes in. It just it made you as it made you a better player training with them, when, them sort of players. No, absolutely. What's, what was the culture like? Was it, is it like completely different of what you were used to at Middlesbrough? Was it just like really yeah, high-performing culture? Well, it was, it was just after the Chelsea and Man United Champions League final. So, obviously, the Man United lads were buzzing and that John Terry was my centre-half hero and he was just silent because he, he'd slipped the knee in the last penalty. So, he was gutted. Lampard was gutted. Uh, Ashley Cole. It was, so, it was a bit weird, but I was, I was buzzing just to be there, to be honest. No, absolutely. I, I don't blame you. That would be an absolute dream country like a, a lad from Borough, like in the England oh. itself. Well, that's the it's thing. Bit... I always think that, like, I'm just a normal guy. And what, what am I doing here with these when I've been watching them for years? It oh, was, was a weird feeling. But when you start training there, you feel, yeah, yeah, you deserve to be You've played well. So it's just a yeah. fantastic feeling. Brilliant. Uh, next question from Steve. He says, Who would win the brawl between, uh, between Pogatets and Huth? Nah, who would? Pogatex is all mouth. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he had. We had some music on. This is this is the sort of guy he is. We had some music on in the uh, change room, and it was crap. So I've put <laughs> I've put, I put Guns and Roses on, and so, does everyone think Poggy's like a rock rocker or something? Everyone like, oh, Poggy, great tunes, yeah. The Southgate's like nice Poggy. I'm thinking I put this on. <laughs> but yeah, he was, it was a good guy, Poggy. I, I, we were out with him one time. I said to her, I said, Poggy, do you want a drink? He went, Yeah. I said, What? He went, Vodka. Went, what? With what? He just went, Ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a cracking guy. But yeah, hoofy, hoof. He had back him. I don't know. I Poggy might kick him in the ankles and so he'd be, he'd be buggered then, wouldn't he? Hoofy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you it. see the highlights from the Mansfield game where he karate kicked? I remember someone. that. Well, I forgot about the game, but when I seen the highlights then, I remembered. Watching when Hoofy, I think, what are you doing there? Like, yellow there card. No need, there was no need to kick him in the chest, was there? Because it was, that'd be a red card now, 100%, mm. wouldn't it? But, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't back then, to be honest. I know. That's what I, but I was like five yards away from me, wasn't it? I was like, what are you doing? So I just looked away and kept playing. <laughs> Absolutely no shits given, was it? Just like, no one see you. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Dave. It says, What are you planning on doing post football, coaching, media work, or something left field? So I know we covered that a little bit. Uh, a minute ago, but... yeah, Dave McNally, yeah, yeah, he was in my form at school, Dave. Was he? Do you want to give a message for Dave? Or he was not a bad little player, you know. I won him some trophies in the uh, footy and form over the years. Yeah. Oh, Is that Bydales? No, sacred art. Oh, someone told me you went to Bydales. No, I'm a Catholic boy. Might have done that the wrong round, but um. What was that? What was the question? The, the question. I mean, I'm I'm really intrigued about the trophies you won as as a kid. Now I'm just like, yeah, 
Absolutely, rin- uh, absolutely rinsed all the trophies for for school. Yeah, the the form every year. It was the um, I can't remember what it was called, but all the forms had a game every, like every year at dinner time. Yeah, we always won it. So he should he should have a few trophies in his in his bedroom. Absolutely, showing all his kids that look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the, oh, but his, his question was, "What are you doing post football?" I mean, you're going to be at Darlington now. Uh, well, hopefully, fingers yeah, hopefully, crossed. But... Um, well, that's the thing. Oh, that's that's the plan. If me, uh, if my back's all good after after my rehab and that, um, the surgeon said it'll take like dog's going mental. Yeah, it said it'll like take four months to um to be back playing football. Uh, and I got I got my surgery about three weeks ago, so I've got I've got a few months left yet. But hopefully, February time it'll be all good. Uh, I feel like I should have had this surgery years ago because I feel so much better now that like even now without starting any proper rehab. But it's that good I'll forget and I'll jump up and like, I'll like go run somewhere in the house. Yeah. I, feel, I shouldn't be doing that after. But um, yeah, it's re- it feels really good. So hopefully I can play a few more years. But I think I like to do like media stuff. I like to do all that. Yeah. I think, okay. Uh, I, think I'm, I started coaching, but it was just, honestly, it was so nervous, unbelievable. Like, the nerves it gives you. I knew, obviously, I knew what to say. I knew what I wanted, when to say it, but they, just the words wouldn't come out. But I've spoken yeah. to so many coaches and they've said that's what it's like at the start and you just have to keep doing it. So I might be going, that's probably the easiest thing for footballers to do, but I think I'll enjoy the media stuff more. Yeah, I think I think you'd be cracking at the media stuff as well. Uh, but hey, it's up to you, mate. It's up to you. You could become a wrestler, who knows? Oh, I'd love to. Mate, more, that, more. that wrestling one. Have you seen? Have you ever been to one? Did you see the ring? How hard it is? No, no. Yeah, people think the rings are soft, but they're, they're like rock hard. So I don't. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, so you're not fancying it? Then nah, that's it. Nah, I would, and yeah, I probably still would if I got the offer. Like, but yeah. I, just, I mean, mate, player brother would have invited you in the ring probably if you if I you know, went. I know, but. Mm. I'd love to, but I, was, I can't remember where I was. I was definitely somewhere. Couldn't make it, but yeah, maybe one time, one one day I'll do it. Okay, so so the next question was from it was from Jiggle Bells, which was a, a fantastic Twitter name, isn't it? Absolutely. Jiggle Bells. Jiggle Bells. Yeah, he says, which former teammate would you like to tombstone, and which former teammate would you like as a tag team partner? Uh, I think the tombstone Nigel Rio Coker because he, he was really really boring um, and a mourner, proper mourner. Um, what was he want to be my tag team partner? He's got to be Hoofy, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What was it? I was a red carrot. What was he? The it was Berlin Wall, wasn't he? Yeah, the Berlin Wall and the red carrot. He's, he's got a big city wall named after him. I've got a little fishing village rock. I know. <laughs> How does that work out? I think red I mean, carrot's better, personally. It is, yeah. yeah it's, it's where you're from, isn't it? It's where you're from. It's, you know, I mean, the red carrot itself is massive. Yeah. Uh, next question was from Ian Smith. He says. What was it like to play for Southgate and did you ever envisage a time where he would be England manager? No, I don't think any of us did, really, to be honest. I mean, did any of you think he was going to be England manager? <laughs> no, not a chance. No. Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been asked that a few times and I felt like I had to say, yeah, oh yeah, he was, he was classy, he was definitely going to be England manager, but telling the truth, you, you, no one did, especially when you got sacked from the Championship, you don't think you're going to be, the guy's going to be England manager, but he was good. Um I mean, he had a go, I felt like he had to go at me more than others. Maybe because I was a local lad or maybe because I was a young centre-half, so he was trying to test me a bit more. But, um, yeah, never never thought he'd be England manager. But obviously went to the 21s and done well there. And he's doing, doing a terrific job now. So hopefully we can 
we can win some some in the in the next World Cup. Well, absolutely, I thought I thought we were destined to win that Euros, but oh, England was on penalty standard, isn't it? That's what standard. Did he have a decent like a uh, hairdryer treatment, Southgate? Or is he is he very calm and relaxed? Yeah, we had, he had a proper got me one time. It was I got sent off at Hull. Giovanni, was, he was about five yards offside, so I've, I've obviously put my hand up in the air, not give it. So I've ran back shoulder bars, and he fell over last man and sent me off. And Southgate had to go at me because I wasn't listening in the meeting the day before. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how that works because yeah, uh, I remember the thing though. We, it was, we were tr- outside training, and he's talking, and I've just, I've just not dozed off. And he asked me, he asked me some, and I've just give a random answer. I knew I, I hadn't got it right, but I, just, I was just trying to be funny in front of the lads. And he just, <laughs> he just said, "Sure, no, I'm wrong." But yeah, he, he blamed that because I wasn't listening the day before. Why I got sent off, but I think he apologised me after because Giovanni was about five yards offside. So, but yeah, he made a good good bollocking for that one. Yeah, he seems like such a nice guy, Southgate. Though you know what I mean. You don't think you'd have it in his locker, would you? Like that, that angry Southgate no, wouldn't know. exist. Yeah. No, but he, yeah, that's the only time I can really remember him having a go at me. But um, I'm sure there must have been other times. But yeah, he, he's a nice guy, isn't he? But yeah, he can he can go. No, absolutely. Um, next question is from Kevin. Um, he says, how have you remained so down to earth where others sometimes have forgotten their roots? Um, and also, what would your wrestling name be and who was the funniest teammate? So you've got three questions on it. He's cranky. Loves it, doesn't he? Selfish. That, that's not the word selfish, is it? Three three questions. Three questions, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know what? I've, I've never met many footballers that are up their own ass like people think they are. To yeah. be honest, maybe because I hang about with the good lads. To, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was in Winter Wonderland with Richie Smallwood, uh, Chris Basham's from Newcastle. Um, flipping it, it was a strike I was with on Instagram. Played it's funny because I saw it, but I can't remember. I can't remember, and he's my mate, he's just <laughs> completely blank. But, um, all good lads, I think it must be people around it, around here. Are you checking now? I'm, I'm having to check. Oh, go on, Danny, you can check. John Hugel. Yeah, Hugel. Oh, and, Hugel and Jason yeah. Steele as well. He's from Middlesbrough, yes, Steely. All, all good lads. So I think, yeah, it might be just people we hang about with. But, um, Who are Hugel? I know. Quite blank there. I think if I ever got above above my station, I think me missus wouldn't let me, mum, dad. I mean, granddad's still here. He, he still talks shite, but he'd, he'd have a go at me. Uh so yeah, it's just a good family and friends, I think. I don't think my friends would have me being up my own ass, to be honest. Um, what was the other one? Wrestling. Second qu- the second question was, what would be your wrestling name? I said the Red Car Rock, and I was a bit boring. Yeah, I mean, you're the most electrified man in Red Car now, so you need something to go with it. Yeah. Um, the Skeleton Savage. <laughs> That's a good one, to be fair. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that one. Right, Skelton, yeah, Skelton, Skelton, Skelton yeah. Savage. Was that all right? Yeah, Skelton Savage. Red Car Rocket. <laughs> I'd be a high flyer because they're all massive and muscly, aren't they? So I think I'd still be a high flyer if I went into wrestling. Oh, so you think you'd wear like the like the mask and everything? Or is it... Yeah, I've got I've got my Rey Mysterio mask on now. When Boris, <laughs> when Boris reintroduced him the other day, I had my mask on on Instagram. My Rey Mysterio <laughs> mask on the show. <laughs> 
Have you ever been to one of the events, like I mean, going to like the like the WrestleMania or anything like that? Is that like a? Oh, that's definitely on the list going to WrestleMania. But um, house shows are a bit weird, aren't they? Like the it's more of a like a mess on. Well, actually, I went yeah. to, I went to Raw and SmackDown actually a couple of years back. That was good. they were good, but it was long. Mm. So tip like um, the two or five live as well and. Uh, main event before that, so it was like good four or five hours the whole the whole thing. But it was it was good to be there. Oh nice! nice. I was just saying, never done never done any of that before. What would um, what would uh you prefer, being the main event at WrestleMania or being a uh, final at Wembley? <laughs> am I, uh, I don't know. Am I winning? Am I winning both of them? You can win both, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Winning the main event at WrestleMania is just just you in it, so it might might feel a bit better. But uh, <laughs> what is it? The World Cup, the other one. Uh, win the World Cup at Wembley, yeah. Yeah, yeah win Probably the probably it's going to have to be the World Cup on it. Yeah. At Wembley as well. I know, but all individual glory at WrestleMania. Winning the belt as well. Yeah. Tough one. <laughs> Who again? Who am I facing? In both. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? I don't know. Um, probably have to go like John Cena or something, right? Or Triple He's H or finish him in his retirement match. Yeah, oh, good one. Yeah, that'd be yeah, a big good one. Probably WrestleMania then. WrestleMania, <laughs> okay. I mean, great. unless you yeah. score the winner in the World Cup final, that might. Yeah, you're into this now, aren't you? You know, like... <laughs> thinking about it now. You're, you're going to be going to bed at night and thinking, oh, we'll do what both. would I prefer? Can I pick both? I'd really, I'd really enjoy doing both. Doing both in the same day, just <laughs> fly <laughs> over after the World Cup. <laughs> what a day that'd be. That's it. That's a, that's a pinnacle, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, last couple of questions. Uh, one is, uh, what is the high point, high point of your career? I always say the Youth Cup, you know. Yeah. But um, playing the Premiership <clears throat> is the best thing. Uh, and there's the, obviously England call-up. I would love to have played, but... Um, yeah, you've got with your mates and first time you like playing in stadiums and that. I don't mm. tell you as well when you're like in school thinking you're the the big bollocks when you go back to school. Well, uh, yeah, it was that was class. Like wearing the sunglasses, you know, pointing at all the chicks and there's going to big deal me now. With me kickers on. Are you surprised that like no one really... Well, that's a bit harsh for saying, but what, everyone went on to do a, like a decent career. Would you ever expect someone to do more than what they actually did? Um, I don't know. Well, obviously, like Brunty played, well, he was the year before, wasn't he? but he played like 400, 300, 400 games in the Premiership. Mozza was the same. I mean, I played over 100 and tails in the Premiership. So I think it's weird. everyone made a career, didn't they? But um, I don't know. Maybe other people could have done more, but I think the they're probably all happy with them. So with the career they've they've had, a lot of us really. Fair enough. Um, and just before we go into the finishing questions, um, one's from Paul Rushton, and I have to give you a bit of context about this. So on our pod, we do something called Shit House Island, where right. you you try and you someone's got to earn the place on Shit House Island, like a former Borough player or for like a Borough moment, or you could even pitch yourself as well. Um, and he says, "What's the one thing you've seen at Borough that could get you on Shit House Island?" <laughs> um. Willow Flood telling he's a good drinker and then backdooring it after a few pints. <laughs> and we went all the way to um, what's that fancy estate they all live on? Winyard. 
me and my mate went all the way to Winyard to meet him for a few pints. He was like, oh, I'm drinking, mate. Went there, said he was going to the toilet and texted him, where are you? Oh, I'm at home. <laughs> like, definitely. Two point, two, pound, uh, two point willow. A little shit house. Yeah, a little shit house. <laughs> Surprised you want to put yourself on there as well, uh, Davey? I've, I've probably done a few things, yeah. Can't backdoor it, though, can you, when you're out with the lads? Yeah, it's true. I think I mean, we have to put Houthi on there, on Shithouse what? Island. What, for what? kick against Mansfield? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be a... But who's going to put him on the island? What's I mean? The Mansfield yeah. player. The Mansfield player, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got boot marks on his chest, probably. I know. What is he doing there? Uh, so, like, finished up questions. Um, we ask every guest that we have on um, this question and then we've also got one final one for you as well. Um, so what would be your five-a-side team if you could pick one um, who you've played with? So pick five players. You can have two subs as well if you want um, to do more than subs. Middlesbrough players. You can do any players you want from Middlesbrough. Who you've played with, really? So who you play with? I'll keep it Middlesbrough. Keep, okay. Keep the fans on side. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have to go Schwartz, who um, Can I play? No, of course, can you can be captain? You can call it the Wheaties yeah, yeah. or whatever you want. To me, uh, I probably have to say I'd, I'd say Mendieta, but not when he was at Middlesbrough. When he was at oh, okay. Val- yeah, when he was at Valencia, but he was probably one of the biggest names, wasn't he? And I have to have. Uh, oh, I think I'm, at, I'm gonna have to put Stewart on a bench here and play Viduka and Hasselbank up top. Oh yeah, okay. So you're yeah, just gonna hold the line and just let them to do what they need to do yeah, and do what they want, yeah. Yeah, so who would who would be your two? So Stewie's one, and then you've got your last person. I didn't I didn't play with Janini. I missed him. Just I, I think I had one preseason with him, so I can't I can't pick him. But um, oh, I don't know. Macaroni. <laughs> Macaroni. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, I mean, he obviously scored a few important goals, didn't he? But um, now nah, I'm going to put Tony Tunshai in just for the. Uh, got, Got Martha's after. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, got Martha's after, and he he can run a bit as well, can he? I'm surprised he can run so much. Oh, sorry. And have a sneaky fag in his hotel room. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm so I'm absolutely surprised by the amount of running he used to do in a game, and then just probably polish off like forty Lambert and Butler afterwards. Oh, it was, yeah, mental. Yeah, and, and proper bottle of Jack Daniels as well. I don't know we did it, mate. I honestly don't know we did it. No wonder he's called like the Turkish delight in Fenerbahce. Do you know what I mean? Like, no wonder. He never ran in straight lines though, did he? Just, just ran about like headless chicken. Pro- that was probably because of the Jack Daniels, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or smoke fumes. So, like the last question uh, we've got for you um, is: if you could pick a Survivor Series team from people you've played with, who makes the cut? Uh, Big Ugo. Okay. Come yeah. So he'll be in there. Christ, he had somebody in. Houthi <laughs> would be in there. Me, Viduka and Asselbank. That's oh, hang on a minute. Big Yak. Where does Big Yak fit? Maybe for Viduka. Okay. Mm. Why are you Kubi or Viduka stop curiosity? I don't know. He wasn't more dynamic or anything really, was he? Nah, we'll go with Viduka and Asselbank. Video Castle Bank, me, Hugo. Who's your one? Huth. Huth, yeah. yeah. Yaku- uh, no. Yeah, Yakubu is the manager. Yeah, he can be the manager on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play the uh, play the Paul Heyman role. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Dave. Well, mate, that's it. Thank you very much uh, for joining us today. I really appreciate awesome. your time. I, mean, I really enjoyed that. Um, and if the guys as well, if you listen to the podcast, uh, make sure you to rate five style podcasts. We're on 170 ratings now. And we're looking to try and get 205 star ratings if that's possible. So I really appreciate that if we could. Um, but this has been the Board Breakdown podcast. And that was a big day of a week of career so far in the pod. Up the Board Breakdown. Up the Board. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 